Hello friends, it's Sean here and it is Momentous Tuesday the 12th of July. Momentous because today is the day that we read the final chapter of Genesis and it's a beautiful chapter. This is the chapter after the death of their father where the brothers say, surely, surely now that young brother of ours seeks revenge and he assures them that he doesn't, which is a wonderful example to us when all the power is in our hands, how we can act. So join me as we wrap a bow around this book and call it done as we read together Genesis chapter 50. Joseph threw himself on his father and wept over him and kissed him. Then Joseph directed the physicians in the service to embalm his father Israel. So the physicians embalmed him, taking a full forty days, for that was the time required for embalming. And the Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. When the days of mourning had passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's court, If I have found favour in your eyes, speak to Pharaoh for me. Tell him, My father made me swear an oath and said, I am about to die. Bury me in the tomb I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. Now let me go up and bury my father. Then I will return. Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear to do. So Joseph went up to bury his father. All Pharaoh's officials accompanied him, the dignitaries of his court and all the dignitaries of Egypt, besides all the members of Joseph's household and his brothers and those belonging to his father's household. Only their children and their flocks and herds were left in Goshen. Chariots and horsemen also went up with him. It was a very large company. When they reached the threshing floor of Atad, Near the Jordan, they lamented loudly and bitterly, and there Joseph observed a seven-day period of mourning for his father. When the Canaanites who lived there saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, The Egyptians are holding a solemn ceremony of mourning. That is why that place near the Jordan is called Abel Mizraim. So Jacob's sons did as he had commanded them. They carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, which Abraham had bought along with the field as a burial place from Ephron the Hittite. After burying his father, Joseph returned to Egypt together with his brothers and all the others who had gone with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brother saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now, Please forgive the sins of your servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. 
His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph stayed in Egypt, along with all his father's family. He lived a hundred and ten years and saw the third generation of Ephraim's children. Also, the children of Machiah, son of Manasseh, were placed at birth on Joseph's knees. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of a hundred and ten. And after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. Jesus, thank you for showing us another way. Thank you for showing us the way of forgiveness, the way of kindness, the way of grace, the way where we look at the world through the lens of your vision, where your grand plans are laid bare and we can see your hand in the decisions that are made in our lives. It won't always make sense, Lord. We know that we'll be confused from time to time as we try and understand what's happening. But I pray that we would see your presence in the great grand narrative of our life and that you would give us faith enough to trust in you, even when it doesn't make sense. So we give you our lives. We give you each day and pray that you use it according to your will for the benefit of your kingdom. We love you and we lift you up and it's in your name that we pray. Amen.